0: Today's shear, we will consider the final two of the kinyanim, which are part of this group that we have seen over the last few uh, presentations that are part of this ohave uh, category, the various loves uh, that we are supposed to have that are part of the kinyane Torah. And uh, we will conclude this kind of mini unit uh, with today's shear. So, first off, we have the uh, mida, or the kinyan of, Ohev esha tochachos, loving rebuke. So right at the outset, uh, the mafarshim break down into two groups, which are not necessarily mutually exclusive, although they might be in some cases, but two groups about who is the subject, who are we talking about in the rebuke um, that you're supposed to love. Of course, that is a predicate to why you should love it, and what does this have to do with Kinyan Torah. But the most basic question definitionally is who are we talking to or about. In any situation of rebuke of tochacha, obviously we are dealing with at least two people, the one giving the rebuke and the one receiving the rebuke. So uh, some of Farshim say that ohiv has in our context is specifically referring to someone who receives rebuke. The Meir Shmuel says that when a teacher rebukes you, uh, instead of getting angry, you should be accepting of that rebuke. And he quotes uh, a number of Midrashim, there are a variety of Midrashim that all mostly make the same point, uh, based on the Pasuk Koheles in Perak Bay's Pasuk Tess, <laughs> Ba'ah, Hi That even though... Uh, you know, when someone's getting upset at you, the Medrash says, they're screaming at you, they're giving tochacha, so that chachma, the things that you learned, the insights and the corrections you can make in that context, that's she'amdali, that's what will endure. Uh, similarly, the Lechem Shemayim of Yaakov Emdin says that if you have this attitude, if you're ohev tochachas, you'll learn and grow a lot, as the Pasuk says uh, in Tehillim, uh, mikol Malamdai hiskalti, that uh, it's not always the most pleasant, but if we truly are mikol melamdai, then we will even love the, the painful, bitter lessons that we have to learn from tochacha, but that's the only way to have hiskalti, that's the only way to truly grow. So it's not just that bachos um, themselves are a good thing, a source of growth, but as the Tiferis Yisrael says, uh, it's not just accepting rebuke, but oh have, to love it, because you realize that this is an opportunity to grow uh, and improve. Uh, generally, in the Sefer Orchos Chaim, written by Rosh, uh, a muster sefer from the time of the Rishonim, see, he says that this is the true simchas of the Chacham. A Chacham truly loves Tochacha almost more than anything else, because he loves truth and wants to grow, and this is a vehicle and a catalyst for his growth and his attainment. Of truth, In fact, the Mach here in his commentary on Avos, as well as the Orchos Chaim, have the girsa of Ehoves HaMochichim, uh, love and appreciate and have gratitude to the person giving you the rebuke, because that person is the source of your future and continued growth and attainment of truth. The Pasuk in Mishlei in Perek Tes, uh, mentions that, uh, you know, from the perspective of the Mochiach, you're wasting your time with the cynic, with the lates, because he'll just resent you. But But if you are mochiach, if you give rebuke to a chacham, uh, so then he will in fact uh, he will in fact love you and appreciate uh, what you have what you have done. And, uh, this is uh, pasuk is quoted by both the Rashi uh, and the Lechem Shamayim, and it raises the fascinating uh, point which you know may not be a contradiction, uh, to what extent are we talk about a siman or a siba, so to speak? Uh, is it that it's a siman of a chacham that he loves rebuke? I think that's true. And it's also that it's a siba, that if you truly love rebuke because you ultimately love growth and truth, so then you will become a chacham. So all interpretations that understand our context on the fo- as focusing on the receiving, the acceptance of rebuke. The Medrash Shmuel, however, suggests a second interpretation, which is that it also refers to someone giving rebuke. And perhaps this is a little bit more surprising, but says the Medrash Shmuel, you should love rebuking other people. Now, obviously, out of context, this would seem to be somewhat difficult to accept, and perhaps even bordering on cruel or uh, egotistic, uh, or well, I don't, nothing good, but... Uh, Obviously, the context, which the Medr Shmuel underscores, is that the the point is that by giving rebuke, you are showing that you care about the other person doing the right thing. By not giving rebuke, says the Medr Shmuel, even when you know that someone else is making a mistake, what you're really doing is you're saying that, I don't care about any but myself. And says the Medr Shmuel, al-yomar shalom You shouldn't just say, as long as I'm okay, that's all that matters. A person has to care about other people, and in that sense, In this chuseh, he says, you'll get rewarded uh, with the Raze Torah. So it's not as direct a connection to the King and Torah as it's good to receive rebuke, because then obviously you can learn and get better. But he says this would be a a spiritual... Attainment, this would be a Mida of caring about other people that would then make you worthy of getting Hashem's secrets. Both the Yaivitz, the Chassid Yaivitz, and Reb Chaim Velazhner here in the Ruach Chaim both also uh, make this point, and they have a similar book, that that's why the Lashon in the B'raiseh is Oevesa Tochachot in the plural. Um, that is to say that both Pshatim, both receiving and giving Tochacha, are implied by that plural Lashon. And they both point out that the Gemara in Bab Metzia. Um, points out on the Pachach Tochiach that it's also a double Lashon uh, because it's not only the teacher-to-student but also a student-to-teacher. That is to say that a person must be both willing to give and receive Tochacha uh, no matter where they are on the pecking order. Um, whether it's the teacher giving to the student, so the teacher has to be willing, caring enough about the student, and the student has to be willing to hear even if it's upsetting. But also, with the appropriate respect um, and Derach um, Eretz, but there can be times that even a student or someone lower on the pecking order uh, points out a mistake or perhaps a better way of doing or seeing things to someone higher on the pecking order, and the willingness to do that is a tremendous mida if it's being done sincerely, and the willingness to accept a kind of a from someone lower than you in the pecking order obviously is a great uh, attribute and certainly something that will lead to great success. In terms of the broader uh, makoros, and there are many much, much Makoros, broader sources about the importance of accepting rebuke, um, just to mention a few of them. The Gemara on and on Daftazayan Medbeis uh, talks about Rabbi Yochanan, who says he regularly rebuked Rabbi Akiva and dragged him from Gamliel who gave him Malkos and for each thing that he did, Rabbi Akiva loved him even more. In other words, Rabbi Akiva was a true Oiv and obviously we know how great Rabbi Akiva became, we know his humble beginnings, and according to this Gemara at least, a big, and this, one of the essential ingredients in Rebbe Kiva's growth was his Mida of being ohev to receive rebuke, um, and he used each one as an opportunity to grow more and more. The Gemara Aleph says, derech, adam. If a person has to pick one thing, what's the best way to go? Ohevesa tochacha, says the Gemara, love Tokacha, love rebuke. Um, as long as you're, you have that, you have a chance to continue to grow. And furthermore, from Chazal, the Avost Rabi Nassan tells us if you have friends who both praise you and other friends who rebuke you, prefer the company and love more the person who rebukes you because it's through him you'll grow and get better and get to Olam Haba. So whatever the reasons are that you love the other person, but love even more the one who rebukes you because it's through him that you'll get the ultimate success, ultimate reward and happiness of Olam Haba. In terms of the Rishonim, uh, one source to note is the Rambam in Hechos Tshuva in Perak Dalet, who tells us that there are five things that can prevent Tshuva. And one of those, the last one actually, is hating rebuke, the opposite of Armida. Because it's really just there to help a person. And therefore the Rambam continues and says that every community must have someone who is respected and beloved who will rebuke the Tzibor and help them repent. Um, as opposed to those who don't have this, who hate rebuke, so, they're also not going to be open to it, obviously, and then they will remain forever mired uh, in sin. Um, numerous Mashalim are brought uh, in, in the Svarim uh, that make this point, and all of the Mashalim, honestly, are quite powerful. Um, and if you think about it rationally, they're all incredibly compelling. Uh, for example, Rav Vaji Yosef uh, quotes the Mashal of a person who looks in the mirror before going outside. And he checks, uh, you know, his clothing, his hair, his face, all different parts of his body. Um, and eventually, actually, uh, through turning kind of to the side, he sees something on the back uh, that he, you know, in the mirror where he finds some dirt. So obviously, he says the ravaja, would it make any sense? Does the person get angry at the mirror? On the contrary, they were appreciative in a sense of the mirror because the mirror allowed you to see something you know, behind you in a hard-to-see spot that you could not have seen on your own. Similarly, as the Gemara says in Shabbos, uh, It's very hard uh, to see one's own faults. And if someone else can be that mirror, can give you, um, you know, insight into something that you don't have, that you're lacking, you know, why wouldn't you, if you think about it rationally, why wouldn't you be thankful? Certainly not resentful, but actually thankful. Or perhaps another muscle that's given is if you're you know, wandering around in a forest and you were actually going the wrong way, uh, looking for a certain destination, and someone pointed out that you were actually going in the wrong direction and helped you actually get where you needed to go, so you'd be incredibly grateful to the person. You wouldn't be resentful that the person quote-unquote corrected you and said you were wrong in your initial attempt, but rather you'd be appreciative. Similarly, Tokacha uh, was realized that it's really just there to help us. Uh, there's a very famous story, it's worth noting, a very, very famous story of uh, the Sfas Emes, um, who, um, I believe the story was that he had overslept Minyan or something to that effect, and it was really because he had stayed up late learning or something to that effect. But anyway, his grandfather, the Chadusha Harim, the ger uh, gave him tremendous Tochacha, um, and he just accepted it without in any way explaining his actions to have him come from a really good place. Um, and then afterwards, when they asked him, even as a child, you know, why didn't you tell your grandfather what really had happened? He said, if I told him that I stayed up learning all night, he might not have given me the same tochacha, maybe not at all, or certainly not with the same uh, enthusiasm. He says, why would I want to miss out on an opportunity of getting musr, of getting tochacha from my grandfather? That's the greatest thing that could happen to me. Whether I deserved it or not, but he was such an ohiv tochachos; he saw that his grandfather loved him and his grandfather, of course, had great spiritual insight and he took that as an opportunity which he didn't want to squander. Um, the Baruch She'amar here in Perkei uh, that's the author of the Torah, Tamimah, we've quoted him a few times in this series, uh, the Baruch She'amar explains that since you are Oe Tochachos, you love rebuke, you'll also obviously therefore likely listen to the content of the specific Tochacha and then you'll improve and grow. But if you don't love rebuke and you ignore it, when you get it, eventually people will stop rebuking you. Now, you might think that's what you want. You won't get annoyed anymore. You won't have people criticizing you anymore. But in the long run, he says, um, you're going to just remain, you know, as I say, stuck and mired uh, in your sin or your deficiencies because even the people who could help you will stop helping you when they see that you are resentful at best or ignoring it uh, perhaps at best um, to their rebuke so in the long run on many levels is the only way to truly um, to truly grow uh, last but not least in terms of this general point uh, but I think it's it's really very crucial um, is an insight of Rav Matisho Solomon in the Matnas Chaim and he points out that a typical Yitzhara, in other words, let me take a step back for a second the last few minutes that we mentioned the idea of the moshal of the mirror and getting lost all of this is so obvious so patently true of course we should be grateful in ohiv the and the mochichim the people are helping us get better so how come it's so hard for us how come this is such a rare midah so the answer is, and this is a part of uh, the Matnas Chaim's point, or Matzio Solomon's point, is because most of us are typical um not only are we defensive, but there's a particularly insidious Yetzirah in this context of who are you to tell me um, we are very good at seeing the deficiencies uh, in the person who's giving us the Tochacha and then often that lets us let ourselves off the hook but Rav Solomon points out that on a certain level, maybe it's true. After all, don't we say kshot atzmacha and only kach kshot acherim? Shouldn't it be true that no one should ever give tochachat to anyone else unless they are already perfect, or at least perfect in that regard? Um, and isn't that hypocritical otherwise? So he explains, I think very powerfully, that the mida that we're describing, even before you get to the ohav, just even the kabbalah, of the Tohacha, the essence of that, of accepting rebuke, is the Mida of being a Mavakesh MS. If you truly, truly care about the truth, if you truly about getting getting to the truth and getting to success and true growth, in that case then you'll accept the tochacha, you'll accept the MS, no matter the source, even if it may be that the source of your tochacha, is not the best source and maybe it should have been someone else and maybe this is not the right person. Maybe, could be, but that's his or her issue. But from your perspective as the person getting the rebuke, it shouldn't matter whether the person is the right person or wrong person to be the one telling you this. The only question should matter is substantively. Is it true or not? Is it accurate? Can I grow from this? And this is uh, the Rambam... Very famously, in his introduction to the in the Shemona Prakim, he says, "Shmaha ms mimi amra." We have to be able to hear to accept the truth, no matter who says it, and whether the person is the best or ideal choice as the Mochiach or not does not really matter. Uh, if you're Oyvessatochachos, it's because you're Oyvessat ms. You're a ms. And interestingly, um, there's also a point to note that even though we often think about, and perhaps even until now have been kind of assuming a certain hierarchy in the person who's giving you the rebuke, as a teacher, a rabbi, a authority figure, a parent, but uh, it's also true that often, even better than a rebuke from someone in a hierarchical position, often someone who's an equal to you may ha- actually have more impact. Rabbi Ones and Ibishitz in his Ya'aros Devash uh, makes that point, that a pleasant, sincere and thoughtful rebuke from a friend is far more powerful than even the same substantive rebuke from a teacher. And the truth is that Reb Chaim the Ruach Chaim, here in 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 Avos and Parak Vav. In the earlier we had this at an earlier She'er on the previous uh, Kenyan of Shemias Ozen, the importance of listening. So there, Reb Chaim made this very point. He said, "Listen to your friends and accept the truth." from wherever you hear it, even whether it's the shot in the, the Gemara or the sugya you're learning, or about the sugya of your life. But listen to your friends, because often they have insights in ways that teachers or parents who are more removed won't have. And obviously hearing that, if you, if you can accept it, it's also true that the yitzhara sometimes is harder to accept from a friend. But they often have insights that other people don't have, and if you can accept it from them, it's often more powerful than if the same thing would be coming from a teacher or a parent. Um, and lastly, on this point, uh, Rabbi Lau, in the Achel Yisrael, here in uh, in our chapter, he points out that beyond teachers or parents, beyond even friends, first and foremost, we all must learn to be a self-critic. We all must engage in the process of periodic cheshmon ha Again, of course, everything has to be balanced, and the person could be neurotic or, you know, obsessed and totally negative and depressed themselves, and that's obviously not healthy, but in a proper measure, periodic Cheshman efesh, self-criticism, is the most powerful thing, um, even more powerful than from friends or contemporaries. As the Gemara Brachos says on Tavzayin, uh, Tova Mardus achas belibo shall adam yoser mikama malkuyos, that if a person, so to speak, gives himself in his own heart a one lash, if you will, uh, you feel bad about one thing you did, that is far more powerful than even many, many lashes, so to speak, coming from an external source. So the most powerful thing is your own recognition of your deficiencies. Being a self-critic is the most powerful. Not only is it powerful, it's going to be the most accurate. Um, It's true that we can sometimes lie to ourselves, uh, often, and that's the benefit of having other people point things out to us, the mirror, Moshal. But it's also true that on a deep level, often we know our weaknesses better than anyone else as the and Mishle says in Perak Yodalid, that very often we know the own source, our own sources of struggle better than anyone else. So we can both diagnose sometimes better than other people, and we can, if we do that, we're often the most powerful change agents for ourselves. Because we can't always see, or are not always willing to, to do that, that's why it's important for friends and ultimately teachers or parents to, do, to also rebuke um, and give gentle and loving and supportive correction. But uh, Rabbi Lau, I think, makes a very powerful point that none of that should be seen as an excuse or a al- complete alternative from the important work of and Nefesh of periodic self-criticism. Uh, just to conclude this midah uh, with a interesting source for you because I think it's so beautiful, um, the great Mashkiach of the Mir, Rabbi Yeruch uh in his Da'as Torah in Volume 2, has a very long drasha on Yisro, on the whole story of Yisro and Moshe, and he uses that to elaborate on this exact uh, midah in general. He says it's an unbelievable thing. He says it's you, you see, you know, Yisro coming and giving all this rebuke, this criticism, this you know, constructive criticism—a criticism nonetheless of Moshe and his system—and Moshe was willing to accept it. He says the importance of being a shomea tochachos, as he says, is unbelievable. He says that's the message of Parshas Yisro. Not an exaggeration, he points out, to say that all of life, the essence of life, is dependent on this. Me, can you hear criticism? Can you take criticism? Can you grow from it? This he suggests is why the story of Yisro is placed before uh, the story of Yisro. You know, in the, his and his son-in-law and Moshe. That's why it's presented in the Torah before Manna Torah and Har Sinai. There's a discussion in the Mefarshim what came first or not, but whether it occurred first, or even if it didn't, and perhaps especially if it didn't. So why did the Torah put it there first? So it says Rabbi because it's highlighting this point of how important it is um, to listen and be willing to grow from accept criticism, and this was the greatness of Moshe and the greatness of the Jewish people, that they did listen. And of course, there's the second point, which is that we need to learn from everyone, and anyone can make a mistake, anyone can improve, and anyone can be the change agent for our growth. And that's why it's important, Yisro did this out of love, but says Rav Irochim, bli a'hava einzu hak'tana. An incredible, incredibly powerful formulation. I repeat, bli it, a'hava tochacha hak'tana. It's only rebuke in the positive sense if it's being given out of love. If not, then it's just hak'tana, belittling uh, a person. If it's coming out of hatred or apathy, then that's a, a horrible, a horrible thing. But if it's coming out of love. And after all, if you saw someone drowning, wouldn't you help? So too, oivasa tochachos If you see someone who could use your improvement and you really love him and care about him, of course you'd want to help. And that's what makes it tochacha and not haktana. And you see that even if the person is lower on the pecking order, Yisro is just Yisro, Moshe is Moshe. And yet Moshe was Oyvesa MS Memisha Amro, and he accepted it based on the merits of the of the substance. Uh, Finally, for today's year, uh, a shorter topic, one with a little less commentary, uh, is the last of these uh, Ohavs, and that is Ohav Esha Meisharim. Now Meisharim is understood typically from the Lashon of Yashar, a straight, but there are a number of different interpretations of what exactly that means and how this relates or doesn't relate, to what extent it relates and how it relates uh, to the and Torah specifically. So some Afarshim say this is very, very much related to Torah. It's talking about how one learns. The Meir Shmuel says it's talking about yashrus in your learning, that you need to have straightforward thinking and not be tempted by mental gymnastics, which are fun and cool, but obfuscate a person from finding the truth. Similarly, the Teferis Yisrael says uh, we should accept straight thinking, yashrus, and reject convoluted logic. Rabbi Yaakov Emden in the Lechem Shemayim says, "Ir Torah v'chol hamidos is thinking straight. Uh, if you don't know how to think straight, think like a yashar, then you'll have nothing in midos or Torah. If there's no yashar, then everything else will be ruined. Even mishpat will come out crooked because you can't think straight or know how to apply the halachos in a straightforward way. Therefore, both in action and in learning, we must be careful not to stray from the, the yashar uh, path. Uh, the Nefesh um, in uh, a letter to his grandson, quoted in the Likute uh, Ezachayim, emphasizes the importance of Svara Yeshara when learning. And the Rama in Yoridea, and Talmud Torah, Simon Resh Mem Beis, uh, Seif Lamid, quotes a tshuva from the Maharik, from the Gedole Harishonim, who defines someone as your Rebbe, is the Iker is who you can get a Yosher. Uh, way of learning and a Yaksher way of Psak, not necessarily someone who just be Mefalpel. Someone who gives you the straight way in learning and the straight way of Psak, that is um, the Rebbe. Now it is important to note. And I say this not only as a, someone as a Rebbe in the Gush, uh, but I think it's obvious that in a broader context, uh, even though there's a little bit of a polemic here going on against uh, Pilpul uh, and the like, um, but I think it's also true that there are other Makoros that you know, focus on the need for Pilpul and I, I would say Pilpul, as far as I'm concerned in this context, uh, we don't just have to refer to a specific style of learning that was popular at a certain period in Jewish history called Pilpul. But here Pilpul, in, in the sense of any kind of iyun in the Briskarderech, uh, or analytic learning, conceptual learning, would certainly be um, a candidate for that general term called Pilpul, which perhaps some of the sources we just mentioned are less enamored by, perhaps, uh, but whether you stress the need for some pilpul, uh, or you're a little less inclined to it, uh, but certainly, uh, certainly, um, even the greatest practitioners of uh, brisker learning or lamedus or pilpul uh, understand that it has to be done with I'm uh, Just in the sense of, you know, there's, there, you know, to be blunt, there are those who can do it well and those who don't think straight. So even if one is inclined towards the more conceptual or pilpul way of learning but a person has to never forget some of the sources that I mentioned, and there are many others like them that do focus on the importance of a more straight way of learning as a kind of always be testing yourself to make sure you haven't strayed too far from that. A second interpretation here in our Brisa is OEVSAME SHARIM, Yashros, not in the sense of how you learn, a style of learning, but rather in your midos, in your integrity. Both the Tepharis Yisrael and the Medrash Shmuel make this point, that uh, we are calling for midos yesharos, and that Shmuel adds specifically that you shouldn't engage in flattery, uh, but rather be straight with yourself, straight with other people. Uh, the Yaivitz, the Chassid Yaivitz uh, makes this point as well, and he says the double loshen of Mesharim in plural as opposed to yashar, yoli yolichacheirim. It's not only enough for you to be a yashar, but you should also inspire and instruct others in that Mida of integrity and honesty uh, as well. Uh, and the Pasuk in Koheles, in Perik Zayin, um, Puk Kavtas, of course, famously tells us, Asa Elohim, Adam yashar, that uh, the essence of a human being, as they were formed by a Baruch Hu, is to be a yashar. Unfortunately, Hema Bikshu Cheshbana rabim. We uh, often stray from that, but who we really are ultimately was a Yashar, is with integrity. And, and Mishle, in Mishle, and Perak Aleph, and in Perak Bays it also highlights the importance, the term Misharim uh, comes up uh, again and again. Uh, the Grah in his commentary to Mishle, in a number of places, including in Perak Bays uh, adds an important point, that the definition of Yashar is getting your Midos and your Seichel and molding, getting them molded by the Torah. Um, right, it's you get your Midos and your sechel from the Torah. Um, and the gross says you, you're getting very strong that a person should not think that they can rely exclusively on their own Seichel uh, because ultimately that will lead a person uh, astray the ultimate source of Yashrus is Hashem is the Torah, as the apostle says, ki darchei hashem. So as much as in our tradition, and in many ways goes back and inspired by the Grah, uh, focuses on uh, intellectual independence and intellectual learning of Torah, no doubt, but it was the Grah, no less, points out that we have to raise the limits of human seichel and human ability, and, I think it's a little bit of a chicken and an egg, but it's in a very powerful way, and I think it's maybe paradoxical, but not in any way contradictory, or maybe dialectical, maybe is the better way of putting it, and that is that a person on the one has to maybe perhaps first give themselves over, according to the gra, give themselves over to the sechel, to the midos of the Torah, and then once you have that, then you can then you know how to apply that back and impose that with your own unique perspectives onto the text that you're learning and studying and just the suya of life. But uh, to know what's defined as yashar, what is true, what is actual honesty, what's actual integrity in various contexts, says the gro we have to go to the Torah as the ultimate authority and source uh, for that. I thought a beautiful uh, quote uh, or story anecdote that uh, connects to this was in uh, Rabbi Genak, Benachem Genak, uh, his, in his husband for Rav Lichtenstein, Zatzal. Um, he quoted Rav Lichtenstein's Earlier has Ravaran Solovechik. Uh Ravilkansin described Ravaran Solovechik and the following words. He says that I, Ravilchansin, was simply enthralled by what he, Ravaran Solovechik, was a remarkable fusion of mastery and simplicity, of vigor and humility, and above all, a pillar of radical integrity. Says Rabeganak, these eloquent words about Ravaran Solovechik apply equally to Revan Lichtenstein, rattle integrity. He was a yosher in the greatest sense of the word. And this is obviously uh, something that we're all very proud of and certainly should learn from. Last but not least in this context, the Baruch Shemar of uh, Baal Torah Tamima, uh, points out that perhaps this just generally means sincerity of Avodos Hashem, uh, wanting to do the right thing because it's the right thing. And he says that this is referring specifically to actions in Ben Aram Lamakom, where um, you love to do the right thing, you love to serve Hashem Ahava and therefore you do so even if you could get yourself out of it. You could exempt yourself, like the Gemara in Menachos about Tzitzis, or the Gemara in Brachos about Meiser, where all sorts of ways you could wear a clothing that's not four corners, or you, you bring the fin uh, the back door somehow of the house or something. There are ways to... to Avoid having to give miser, and there are ways to avoid having to wear tzitzis. And yet, of course, Chazal call on us to not do that, but on the contrary, to embrace those mitzvos. So that says about Shamar. that's Oye Vesamei Sharim. People are not looking to get out of mitzvos, but on the contrary, they see this as great opportunities. They have a sincerity in their of Hashem. HaShem. Um, obviously, some of the ones that we just mentioned, Meisharem, uh, they'll do, it's not... I, Perhaps if you have the integrity or the sincerity of your of Avodah Hashem, so it's hard to see how those have direct connections on Kinyan Torah. So one would have to explain that either, as we've seen many times in this series, by perfecting yourself in this way, you make yourself a cliquibul. You just make yourself as the kind of person who's deserving of Torah. Or perhaps this is, uh, and it's we've seen this in a few cases as well, according to certain interpretations, some of these Midos are not necessarily the Kalim to get Torah, as so much as the result of having Torah. So whether it's the chicken or the egg, um, the cause or the result, uh, these are some of the interpretations of Sharim, either it has to do with a style of learning, being intellectual honesty and integrity, a straight way of learning, or it means in general personal integrity, or a kind of sincerity in avodas HaShem.